All right, you're listening to Four Sheets of the Wind. We just finished taking a three-minute typing test. We're going to pause for you to think about who you think the winner of this test was. We'll only pause for about three seconds. We ended up taking a three-minute typing test instead of one minute. Huge mistake. Huge. But let's go around the horn. Everyone, give us your name, location, and your adjusted words per minute. Connor, start with you. So, Connor Thomas, dialing in from Austin, Texas. Adjusted speed of 49 words per minute, which, according to this, puts me in just above fluent territory. So, we'll take it. Wait, where did you, you see the fluent yeah. thing? Uh, there's a little graph on mine. It goes from slow, average, fluent, oh, fast, or pro. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. 45 and above is fluent. Damn. All right. Rick, you're next. All right. Rick coming in from Colorado Springs. Uh, we got uh, 40, what did I say, 42? I, I'm pretty sure I was 42. <laughs> All right, Sloth. Oh, that means Rick right. wasn't even fluent. He was average. <laughs> I, I actually am also average. Uh, Alex Waked, checking in from my childhood shrine in Huntington Beach, California. Um, average... Adjusted speed, 44 words per minute. That puts me right below fluent and just a tad above average. So kind of like my sex life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding. That's what my ex-wife likes to tell me. But <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, all right, Aaron Drake coming at you from uh, west side of Los Angeles. My adjusted typing speed smoked these guys 59 words per minute. Good job, nerd. <laughs> Wait, Sloth, say the, say the joke about your uh, your sex life again. <laughs> you going to record this? <laughs> you know, like my ex-wife likes to say, I'm a, a tad below fluent and a tad above average. Just like my sex life. <laughs> nice. Got him. All You're right. So now that we can kick that off with something light conversation... We're going to go back to uh, a more traditional four sheets format today. We've got some topical discussion that's going to be going on, wrap it up with some internet stuff, and then cuck of the week at the end. Nothing more topical right now, and the moment you've all been waiting for, a four sheets roundtable discussion of race relations in America. We we are starting a dialogue. Opening opening thoughts. Connor, no. No, we're kidding. Obviously, no one wants to hear our thoughts on that. That would just get us canceled quicker than Jimmy Fallon in blackface. (laughs) No, we're going to be talking about things that we are more uh, prone to talk about. uh... Adept, great word. Uh, And that's going to be starting off Michael Jordan, The Last Dance. Finished a couple weeks ago, but we have not potted recently. So let's just start off with, first of all, how much did you guys like it or dislike it? Uh, Any problems you saw, favorite parts, um, etc. Yes, I'll jump in. I think it was a fantastic come at a better time. I think America and the world really needed this during quarantine. We kind of reached the point of this, this lockdown stage where we can see that I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to sports. NBA just got a return date. But over the course of the five weeks that Last Dance was airing, we were kind of in that the dark part of the tunnel where you didn't really know when sports was coming back. 
So it was definitely great, I think, just having something to look forward to two hours every Sunday, kind of that time where in sports when, you know, everyone's watching the same thing, that this kind of served a similar purpose for that five weeks. So I definitely appreciated that aspect of it myself a great deal. What was your favorite moment of the doc? Mm, I really liked the end of, I think it was seven or eight when they won the, uh, he wins his first title in the second three-peat after his dad had passed. His dad died? When it, you, yeah, you can audibly hear him crying in the, against the, this is against the Sonics in 96. Mm, yeah. You get the audio pickup of him like just bawling uncontrollably on the floor without his father. I think contrasting that to when it's his first title when he wins with his dad by his side and has the famous photo with him hugging the trophy. Kind of those two moments juxtaposed against each other I thought was like Oscar-level filmmaking. So I'd say that was my favorite moment. Nice. Yeah, definitely my favorite moment as well. Um, not, I'm not being very original, but that was, that was definitely hit me in the feels for sure. Um, Damn, that was, I liked that was a good moment. I don't think – my favorite moment was actually episode seven ending where it's like them asking like if he cared if people liked him or disliked him for like how he treated his teammates. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on that rant about like how he That's like didn't make too. anyone do anything that he wouldn't do himself and like how he would drag people to the finish line. And like all of this is over a montage of like his teammates all celebrating with him like wins and like at some of the happiest moments of their life. And he talks about just like how purely he wanted to win basketball, and he like literally starts to cry. Just yeah, he calls, about how badly he he calls the he like, calls the cut scene. Yeah, and like just that whole montage was that was the best part of the doc for me. Like, cause that's like to me, that's just like makes Jordan so much more Jordan than like like. His dad getting murdered, he wins a title. That's emotional for everyone. Like, yeah, it's really awesome because it's the greatest player ever. But, like, the fact that Jordan would just still, like, 30 years away, just start, like, choking up because of how badly he wanted to win. Yeah. Like, that's uniquely him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think that, that, of that's Twitter. That's mine, too. I saw that the most in terms of, like, that one scene that stood out. I feel like that was the one I saw I got called out the most. I love the Robin Vegas story too. That is just wait, Rick, go ahead. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm trying to think which episode it was specifically in. I think it was the same episode as the Dream Team, but it was just like really got in. I think it got the most into just like Jordan's just overall impact on like not just like sports or basketball, but just like the world being a celebrity. And mm-hmm. they talked about, like, the sneakers, too. I thought that one was one of the better moments, just kind of showing how fucking big Michael Jordan was. So that's probably my mo- my second favorite moment up there with the Jor- end of Episode 7. Yeah, I like that episode in particular a lot. It co- yeah, it covered signing with Nike, Dream Team, kind of feel like the fame is in basically, like, taking over his life. He's reaching that kind of point in his career in his trajectory. Was that the gambling episode also? Uh, I feel like that might have, or at least the same night. I think yeah, maybe the gambling was six and that was five. Night. I think it was episode five is what I'm referring to is the Nike contract. They're in, they're in Beaverton yeah. signed the contract. Yeah, that's also crazy. More, just One of the more revelatory it. things that came from this I thought was like 
Michael Jordan saying that, like, oh, I always wanted to, to be Adidas. Yeah, like, they just didn't want to like pay me as much as Nike did. I thought that was like I didn't know that before, and like just thinking about how much that has changed, like sports really. Like Nike's by far the dominant sports gear apparel like endorser. For sure, yeah, sports um, and pop culture, not even just sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Uh, do you guys have at the Rodman's? stuff sloth you were about to say i i think the story about rodman in vegas you need to take a few days off in the middle of the season to go to vegas <laughs> yeah. oh my god they gotta go just... hunt they gotta hunt down they, had to, they, had to pull, the they, they had to go pull they had to go pull rodman out of bed like <laughs> well, the was... fact that phil phil jackson just okayed this <laughs> pull him out of bed they have to go pull him out of bed they had to pull they had to pull him out of carmen electra Michael's like Phil. If you, if you let if you let Rodman go, like we're gonna have to go get him. Like this, like that's there just was insane. some fact check. There was it was like yeah. the doc, the director did say afterwards, like oh no, like Jordan didn't pull him out of his hotel in Vegas. He pulled him out of his apartment, which was like across right. the street from the right. Bulls practice facility. So like that was pretty Can- misleading in the documentary. And like kills the story a little bit because like for sure it's still funny though. Picturing Jordan like flying down to Vegas <laughs> to like go get Rodman, who's on this like insane bender with Carmen Electra in Vegas, is like way funnier. Can but you even still... imagine if that happened now? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to like, think, the like, closest oh, thing is the Johnny Man. The closest thing is the Johnny Manziel thing in Vegas. Like that's even that's not even I was remotely the close. Derek Rose like just dipping on the Knicks. Was it the Knicks or the Cavs that he just like left in the middle of the season for like right. personal? It was like he, something. Well, happened but that's not even family. the. I feel like the biggest one would be. Yeah, he left. But I think the biggest one would be not that one. The one that was in the either ninth or tenth episode where he leaves. Oh, in the, middle in the, of the playoffs finals. or finals? Yeah, that I mean, was that's a bigger like actual. Basketball. But he's not missing games, yeah. I or, guess. Yeah, but it's the middle of the finals though, and he's going to this WWE <laughs> event wrestling he's practice to go. <laughs> And he's going to yeah, that's a true. WWE event. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then he that comes back now, and dude, every show no. would just be like, I know, going like Odell, games and Odell just got obliterated for going on a yacht like a week ahead of fucking the, his the playoffs. Wild game. card round. So I thought yeah. that was I thought it was pretty funny. The whole I was honestly super interested in learning a lot about Rodman. Didn't know I knew he was like kind of a crazy MF, but um, I will I say, if you're interested nice. in Rodman, check check out the Bad Boys doc. I actually thought that they handled that almost better. There are some parts I thought were, I guess it's because they're covering him on the Pistons versus him on the Bulls. I think Rodman's early history is fascinating. Go, he's literally like a 24 year old rookie getting drafted from like a Division Eight like yeah. Oklahoma Community College, and like his rise from he's like a homeless janitor. So the, the rise from that to being the NBA Defensive Player of the Year before being like a crazy like drug like. Yeah, partier like that's the I think that story is almost more interesting to me like kinda, him winning I mean, defensive player of the year for the Pistons for sure it's I also do think I mean, hearing, Scott, hearing all these stories about like like Rodman's fucking going on a bender for two weeks in Vegas in the middle of the season he goes to fucking like the WWE event Scotty Pippen is like demanding a trade in the middle of the season yeah. I think the like this very much highlights how good of a coach Phil Jackson mm-hmm. was. Yep. Um, and just how much better he ha- he was than pretty much any guy in NBA history at 
navigating personalities on a basketball team. And I think that's a really, really big testament to why he was one of the only few coaches who's ever been able to go back-to-back. And not only done that, he's three-peated three times, gone back-to-back another time. Just insane. Whereas, like, even the legendary coaches like Popovich, um, Pat Riley did it one time, um, Daly did it one time. Like, Wait, did Pat Riley? How many, how many rings does Pat have? He has five. Well, unless you count the Heat ones, but five coaching the Lakers, and he only went back to back once in 87, 87 80. Okay, yeah. So, like, well, he has the, the, bird. the one for the Heat, right? He yeah, but he Dwayne wasn't Wade coaching. Shaq, one for the Heat. I mean, he coached that oh, was, was six he coaching those coaching? teams? Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. The one with Shaq, yeah. Early one. So that's yeah. six? Does Riley have six rings and then two as an exec? Yeah. But, you know, I got Gary saying, yeah, to go. Multiple three pizzas. I mean, I think it was already regarded that Phil was the, is the goat coach in basketball history. He's gotten oh, yeah. some bad press though from the way the Knicks thing ended. So I'm glad that he kind of got his due. But yeah. I thought they could have emphasized a little bit more, even just like how crazy that whole scenario was. Yeah, I think it's recency bias though a little bit. Like, that's gonna fade. Like no one remembers Red as like, the tail end of Red's career. I think wasn't great when the Celtics sure. in the '90s were. Kind of crappy. That's going to be kind of what it's going to be like. Obviously, yeah. growing up Lakers fans, like we're we're huge Phil Jackson guys. Mm-hmm. The Scotty stuff was pretty crazy too. I feel like it kind of put him in a bad light. Yeah, Did I didn't he, think I, I didn't saw think... that. Like I didn't think he was portrayed that poorly. To be honest, <laughs> neither did I. I was I like, mean, he made himself look like shit by saying he when he said he would sit out. That I mean, he like, just has a lot of last play lights. again. Like, that's a stupid-ass fucking thing to say, I think. Like, yeah. Like, that's clearly you just, like, being a dick to your team and totally bailing on your team and, like... Yeah, I didn't know he did that prior to the doc, honestly, that he set out. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. I'd heard of that, but I've never, like, researched it in detail. And then hearing Steve Kerr talk about it, he's like, yeah, he kind of let us down. Yeah, Steve I knew the, Kerr to say I, that as like I knew the story about like Bill Cartwright yeah, I like, heard that just story breaking before. into tears like afterwards. So I knew all that happened, and th- that's just an unbelievable thing to have happened. For honestly. sure, like super selfish move. Like he honestly signed his contract like with very little foresight to be like, hey, I'm gonna lock myself up for seven million years <laughs> when like the rights deals for fucking TV are up in two. So obviously salaries are gonna go up. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all just him being a bad move. Then he, like, specifically s- puts off his surgery because he wants a summer vacation and wants to skip the first few months of the year while they're trying to defend a title. Like, that's super selfish move. The uh, Sitting out the play at the end is a selfish move that he doubles down on 30 years later. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like players back then didn't have the type of advice from, like, he still had agents, agents and other though. people. You yeah, but dude, I, I, I thought it's kind of a lame excuse, like, to be like, oh, I, I grew up, he grew up poor, so, like, he has to take a fucking awful deal and, like, lock in for seven years. It's like, dude, I mean, he didn't just grow up poor. He had, he had like, okay, two a lot family of members who are, like, paraplegics. Dude, you think he's the only fucking guy in the league who, like, grew up in poverty? No way. And, no. like, sign a shorter deal, man. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, it's like you, okay, like, yes, I get, like, you, you. Yeah, I'm just, I like, don't you think can't they be had. angry that you made a bad long term deal. That's what I think. Who, like, why would you sign it? No, you don't have, fair. I get, like, you want absolute security, but locking, I think he was, uh, I looked it up. You're 24 signing a seven year deal. That's your entire prime, essentially. 
you have to have the foresight to know that, like, okay, probably between age 24 and 31, if I actually believe I'm going to be, become one of the best players in the league, I should probably not sign this contract for this length with no out clause. Yeah. And then to take it out on your teammates, I think that's more, that's more on him than, like, I don't know. I get the point. Like, you, have to, you want to renegotiate because the dynamics and the economics of the league have changed to some degree, but I think at some point you also are just fucking your teammates. I don't know. Later on, I feel, I feel like, like they should have definitely taken care. For of For sure, for sure, they like could have. They could have. Right. So then that I think it's on both sides, and it made it seem like it yeah. was all on Scotty. Okay. So like I I do see it. For I don't sure, think. But I no, thought the I doc feel, portrayed it the opposite way. I thought they were making Jerry Krause look yeah, way I, worse than Scotty. Oh, okay. Krause was the worst. And Krause was the worst and, looking person in the entire doc. And not only well for sure because MJ <laughs> fucking hates. Kraus, obviously. Yeah, finding out he was dead. I didn't know he was dead, so then... Like. And then also, the other thing about Scotty being pissed off is I thought the way the documentary ended, like, made him look really good by, like, talking about his performance in Game 6 of the 98 Finals, oh, yeah, where he yeah, was, yeah. like, clearly yeah. had a really injured back and was, like, trying everything he could. So it's, like, not even like it ended on a bad note. Yeah, mm-hmm. after the after I, the migraine one and earlier in... Okay, in based on stock. MJ's tone and when he was talking about the uh, the MJ migraine game, it sounded like he was like, what, 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 what am I going to say? Like, he had a migraine. You know, <laughs> it kind of sounded like Michael was just, like, oh, no, kind of fed I, up I feel with like that bullshit. Michael thinks that's bullshit to this day. <laughs> well, not that he did Honestly, And so if they're like, using think, that in the Michael what? piece, you know, it kind of makes it like, I bad. could see... I could definitely see that. I don't. I don't remember exactly what like the documented shit was on that before the actual game, but like that would be a convenient thing for Scotty to just play up like after the fact. Like he had a shitty game. No, he didn't even finish the game though. I don't think he even played a half in the migraine game. Yeah, I don't think he finished the game. At least that's that's what it seemed. I didn't really check afterwards, but I don't think he finished the game. If he did, yeah, then it's a little more convenient. It makes sense. He played 42 minutes that night. Oh, shit. Well, then. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Then, okay, if I were Michael, I'd probably think it's bullshit, too. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a thing. It's like, yeah, maybe he didn't feel good. He had a headache going into it. But Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe he had a migraine. I, who uh, fucking knows? My, like, my I've had a migraine. fucking terrible, yeah. I've had a migraine before that was like what he described. I had it one time and it was like I literally was losing vision and my head was really painful like to the point where I I threw up multiple times just out of pain. Um so I've been there. Like but like it would also be something someone could easily just say they have one For and sure. there's not really like a way to like prove yeah. or disprove. Yeah. I kind yeah, I, I kind of believe he did have one per, I'd probably side with the if I had a guess, I'd say, yeah, he probably had one. Yeah, I don't think he'd be making that up, but I also didn't think he played the whole game. But anyways, nope. so he was upset, so uh, I'm not sure. We'll, to me, I don't know why. I'm not a huge Scotty Pippen guy, if you couldn't tell. Damn, from a player uh, standpoint, though, dude. Was I love his. Oh, I love his game. I think his game is God. sick as fuck. True ball handling skills. Forward. Yeah, true point for really great, great I defender. Super, I think his game just a cool so ass story too. His game would be so sick right now. I just think. I mean, for sure. Who's the closest thing? Kawhi. 
Great. I think he's a better well, ball handler shoot, than Kawhi. Right? Yeah, he can't really shoot as well as Kawhi. Either. But I think he's a better ball handler. I'd say that just in terms of just lockdown defender and kind of. But kind of like Draymond, they're pretty similar. Oh, I don't think Draymond. He's no. way, he's way more he's athletic way more than Draymond. Yeah, I think he's like yeah. He's I don't like know. A, great perimeter defender can adequately. Iguodala like, maybe. Ooh. Iggy's young, bad, young like a Iguodala. better version of Iguodala, maybe. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. No, but I think he'd be he'd be a great twenty twenty skill and set. Like, obviously, he'd probably like be a better shooter in today's age. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's right. probably he's a guy who could definitely guard like four through one, so he'd be mm-hmm. super valuable today. Yeah. Um, what about like how other people were portrayed, including Jordan? Like, any other portrayals that you guys thought were, like, I thought the game convenient. Um, I feel like Horace Grant kind of got screwed over. He was definitely, I think he's the number three. If you look at the, those that first three-peat, he's definitely the third most important piece, probably. He's, he's essentially in the, in the, what Robin is to the second three-peat. That's what Horace Grant was. Yeah. And he got, what, mm-hmm. four minutes? It felt like the whole ten hours. And of those four minutes, it a large part of it was Michael Jordan calling him saying a he's a, too. saying he's the yeah. he's the Sam Smith rat. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of getting the short end of the stick when you're if you're the Scotty. I mean, how much how much time did Robin get? And he's the he's in the Robin role for the for the first three to get. That's all he gets. That being said, like the premise of the doc was like the, uh, you can't see him doing air quotes. Was it was the last dance? The focus mm, is on that yeah. final year, which Rodman yeah. was a part of, and Horace Grant wasn't. But yeah, like clearly, the documentary was on Michael Jordan and the Bulls dynasty. Yeah, so I agree. And yeah, he did deliver one of the best lines of the whole doc, though, with the straight up bitches talking about the Pistons. I saw somewhere on Twitter too that after Horace Grant had really bad games, it was allegedly said that Jordan wouldn't let him eat. And it kind of read like an article back. (laughs) That's just kind of funny. Someone else else has said, I don't know if it was Horace Grant himself, that like that story was like kind of bullshit from Mike, like in the dock, and that him and Horace Grant actually like got into it and like Horace didn't just sit down and take it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. One thing with the dock that I've seen a few people point out and like I definitely buy was like this was very much like a Jordan like perspective of Jordan's yeah, of Bulls course. dynasties. Yeah, <laughs> which so, uh, like, I don't know. I'm I'm fine. You think that. Michael okays anything that goes against exactly? That? No. That, was, that was the was caveat. Like, yeah. That's all. That's been the caveat since the jump when the, over this got recorded was like that was going to be a one of the. Which is which is fine. I think there's yeah, a lot I, like for us. Like we know what's like. Okay, this is obviously Jordan just fucking like sucking his own dick. Versus, like, what is he's gonna spot. like accurate? Um, but I do think there's a lot of people out there who now is like, oh wow, My, like people our age who are watching this are like, oh, Michael Jordan was this, Michael Jordan was that. Like this guy, like the biggest thing I saw people pointing out was like him just laughing off Gary Payton, even though like he cl- Gary Payton clearly impacted his game in the finals. Mm-hmm. So like people won't. Like, people our age will have much less respect for, like, Gary Payton's defensive abilities. Or people will have disrespect for who Horace Grant was and what he contributed to three title teams. So things like that, yeah. I feel like, are 
are impactful in the long term of NBA history. But that being said, like people want Jordan's perspective. Like that's way more interesting television. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What the one like thing that I kind of had problem is like a lot of Jordan's negatives. I feel like they just like kind of hit it enough to say they hit it, like the gambling and stuff like that. They dedicate some time, but I feel like that shit was way worse than they portrayed in the pod, but that's just because Jordan's got <laughs> final I don't know, gambling problem, I have a competition problem. It. Well, they barely hit on like yeah, any yeah. of his personal life with his family and stuff, like, which is pretty shitty. Yeah, they didn't mention his family, his wives or his kids. <laughs> yeah. like, they once. had like a couple of his kids interviewed for like two minutes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, his daughter was like, I had to like, Google a lot of this shit. The whole thing. What did you guys think of the gambling piece? I didn't think... I thought it was kind of funny. I don't think it really went that in depth. No, it did not go in depth. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm that's saying. That's by, by design. Yeah, <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. What? There's so many stories of just Jordan gambling all night. Like when they were talking about that specific game in New York where he goes to Atlantic City and that that one might be not quite true but in general there's definitely yeah. times where Jordan like from first hand sources was out all night played golf <laughs> in the morning and then dropped 30 which is crazy oh but... I, you know what I thought was like s- some of the most bullshit like Jordan spin uh, in the whole doc this, in my opinion this was the number one thing where I was like okay this is like totally MJ just like Selling his own fucking, like, story was the pizza thing. Oh, yeah, dude. That that was such trash. <laughs> such bullshit. Why aren't they using an alias? Like, why aren't they delivering it to another room? Like, oh, five guys knew it was Michael Jordan's room, and they came to the front, they're all peeping in the room and shit. That's such and big then, bullshit. And then the trainers, like, I knew right then, like, Something bad was gonna happen with this pizza. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude. Like, come on, man. I'm. I couldn't figure out though what, what it would be. Then, do you think he just got? Do you think he just got food poisoning? Like, without? Or he was hungover. In, or yeah. Or he was up drinking, smoking cigars all night, and housed a whole pizza to himself. <laughs> dude, that's the thing. He was smoking cigars before games. Like, literally, like he'd be in his hotel room, like lying just on the couch. Cubans. That can't be good for. Dude, like that tobacco before a game. Did you guys hear the Simmons podcast with Joe House on it? Interesting theory, Mm -hmm. actually, that there's a story from that pizza uh, uh, story that Jordan spit all over the pizza to make sure that no one else would eat any of it. Oh, I did hear this. I did hear this. And that because he was chewing on cigars all night, that he was spitting cigar, like, (laughs) he just got all the carcinogens onto his pizza and then ate it, and that's what got him sick. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, like not the worst theory I've ever heard. I could no. totally imagine Jordan just saying like "fuck you, fuck you guys." I'm not, you're not eating this pizza and just spitting on it. I think Forrest Grant ain't getting this pizza. Yeah, he's probably hammered too. Like they've been like playing like cards, gambling, like smoking cigars, drinking all night. Eats a shit ton of pizza up at three in the morning, and then yeah, maybe it was bad pizza. Like if you're ordering pizza at three a.m. or whatever, like they said, it was, it's a pizza probably, right? That's the word on the street. I mean, I don't think that's ever been confirmed. So to me, it also seems like MJ isn't close with like any of his former teammates, like any of them. Mm. Who does he hang out with? 
I don't know. I feel like MJ is not close with anybody. Other than <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like that Don one, Draper. He doesn't really have friends. The security guard. <laughs> that's, that's all he's got, dude. That's a good. And that well, one. That one guy who's, whose title was <laughs> personal assistant and best friend. That yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was like an interesting. Like, there was, I like. Why didn't they have backstory on that guy? They call him best friend, but they like have nothing about like how they met. Like I think it was. I just assumed them, he was like, a childhood friend from North Carolina. Maybe it's a guy you hire as your driver slash assistant, and then you're with him so often they just that's become what boy, I thought. Like, Maybe, he's your, like your confidant at that point. You know, I, I feel like he knew. I feel like he knew his brothers though, so I guess that he was and knew his father. Well, I thought so. I thought you, I you become childhood. You're probably driving around the dad, the mom, like he, yeah, you're maybe. a personal assistant for the family, pretty much. That could be. Yeah, I like the two security guards too that Michael was <laughs> yeah, boys with. This, That's this an guy, iconic moment, dude. The guy no, playing, was, playing coins or whatever and the pulls, the, pulls the Connor, shrug on. Connor's just doing the thing on our Zoom, and this is an audio medium. <laughs> No I did think it was that. cool when he brought uh, he brought the the other security guard who was like dying of Back cancer. In the yeah, game. yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I think we should, I think cool. we should start playing coins in LA. <laughs> that seems like such a like. Yes, it's cool to bet on for like two minutes, but then after that, it's like all right, like I'm, I don't want to play. I'm, I do not want to play coins. It seems like playing marbles. A step a half step away from playing at. marbles. <laughs> oh, it's for sure like a game from the hood. <laughs> it seems like a game you do when you're just sitting around waiting, like you would be for yeah. for an NBA game to start. Like, yeah, that situation. On that, on yeah, the security guards note, I did think it was interesting. Like seeing once Jordan reached that level of fame, he got to the point where he really can't leave his hotel room. He can't associate no. like in public really. So that's why he became so close with these guards is because he's just kicking it with the boys smoking cigars before the game. And then he's just in his hotel room kicking it. Like he really got to the point where, like, when you're that famous, you really can't be out in public and it be not a nuisance. Like that's why he few people golf, on I'm sure few people on earth have reached. I feel like that level of fame, like in human history, probably. Especially mm-hmm. an athlete, he was like the really probably the yeah one, the non first like political leaders. Of... Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. do you think Jordan? Like, who would be more famous than Jordan? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure who on who has even reached that pantheon level. JFK is a political leader, you retard. Oh, you said non-political? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Frank Sinatra. I'm... Sinatra. But maybe at his peak. He wouldn't be as global, though. I'm thinking like a Michael Jackson. I think Sinatra would be... I, th- I could see Sinatra being pretty global. Michael Jackson, Rick, was who I was thinking. Mm. Rena- Cristiano Michael Ronaldo, Jackson, honestly, sure. I think would, mm-hmm. would be in that conversation. I'd say MJ's above Ronaldo. No, for sure. Uh, maybe I don't not think for, that's sure. for sure. Yeah, maybe not for sure. Like I feel like, like LeBron globally. is really popular, but he could go. Literally, he's out riding his I don't think he's LA at, right now. I don't think he's on MJ's level. LeBron's though. not. I mean, like no, I know LeBron's. It's just a different time, like, also a level below yeah. Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is monoculture was way more of a thing, so it's mm, like easier for, sure. for one guy to dominate everything. Yeah. Also, you can okay. follow all these people on social media now. I feel like that also makes a difference. Yeah, the fact that Jordan did this pre-social media speaks to his fame also. Yeah, I think. but social media but takes away options. from monoculture. You can't yeah. have both of those things. That's what I'm saying. The fact that Jordan did this pre-social media is interesting. I know, but we're saying... 
But we're saying like that is contributes to him being more famous is that there was no social media. Mm. Because That's what Connor social says, media, the social media get that gives you more reach, yes, but it takes away from monoculture, which would build up one singular person. That makes sense. I guess I can see both sides. All right. So, any other thoughts on the last dance that you that we're dying to get off our chest? To I dive thought, into the. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I thought, other... the, I thought the scrimmage was pretty cool. The Team USA scrimmage with like Magic Bird and those guys, and it was like eh, one I've, of the best. I've seen game. all that. Uh, yeah, I showed that, that in the Dream Team, team doc. doc, right? Yeah. 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 Mm. The so Space kinda... Jam stuff was more interesting. I the Space Jam scrimmages I thought was more. Yeah, interesting. that that was pretty cool actually. And then he would use he would take film of the Space Jam scrimmages. <laughs> See and that's something it. that sounds like total like Jordan propaganda, where it's like, oh yeah, no, like, I could, I could. I see was that. just getting these guys to come out play in LA so I could get this secret footage of their games and scout them. Like that sounds like okay, like yeah, maybe he was filming the stuff, but like I feel like it was not this Machiavellian plan to like scout him, and that's how relentless he was. I think that's something that's built up. Like, dude, Simmons I could see, it, I could see it either way. Simmons yeah, so said on his pod that all of the footage that existed from those scrimmages was shown in the dock. So, like, where's all this footage that MJ had that he was studying everyone's fucking movies? Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily read the footage part, but I could see just, like, during the scrimmage, he's just watching guys. Taking mental notes. But you think, yeah. you think no one else was, like, taking mental notes of everyone's game? Like, I don't think that's a crazy, like, only Jordan thing where everyone else is like, oh, yeah, we're buddies, like, I... Friends with all these NBA I don't know, guys, you, like that's way I mean, more. There's a reason now. why Michael was different, though. I, I think because he was a freak athlete and yeah, worked harder. But I think like in terms of just paying attention to what guys did in a scrimmage, do you think Reggie Miller wasn't like noting what Michael Jordan liked to do frequently? Like, come on, that of course he was. Maybe. But do you think guys do that now when they get runs in? Because that's way more Hell popular yeah. now. Hell yeah, guys are paying attention to what other dudes like to do. You think if KD and LeBron were playing against each other in a pickup game, they wouldn't be taking mental notes of what their games were like? I don't think that's... Of course they are. I don't think they're playing as hard now. Yeah, of course they are. Me and you go play pickup for five seconds. I'm going to be taking mental notes of what you can and can't do if we're going to play competitively. That's just what yeah. people do. I think it's just human nature. I feel like when yeah. you're when I'm playing when I play like our draft games, I would make mental notes of like who like. <laughs> I feel like it's just being a competitor. You're always looking at what your competition is doing. That's a, that's like, a good point. Yeah, that's why like trying to build all the, like. There's a lot of Jordan stories out there where I'm like, yes, it sounds like really like. Oh my God, Jordan was so ruthless and competitive and relentless. And some of it's like, yeah, okay, like that's just a very normal ass thing to do. And you're putting this huge spin on it to make MJ sound like, like some godlike figure. Yeah. But in reality, like that was not the yeah. differentiator. I think he, also, I think he was a huge dick, <laughs> which made him, yeah, agreed. which made him like come off as more like of a formidable figure in history. He was really, really hardworking, and he was extremely talented, and that's why he was who he was. Not because he, and like the competitive thing and the hard worker thing are like kind of two sides of the same coin for me. Fair enough. All right. So one thing I wanted to get yeah. out there in terms of a, kind of an offshoot discussion from this was, yeah, there's another athlete we wanted to see 
it portrayed in a Last Dance style, multi-part, five, ten parts, whatever, documentary, who do you personally want to see? Who do you think would best serve to be addressed in this kind of medium, in this kind of like documentary approach? Tiger, Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger yeah. is my. That was my first pick That's off the board as well. Because you, because you got, you got the child prodigy. You got yep. the child prodigy. You have the 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 peak and the dominance, and then you have this a huge dramatic downfall, fall from grace, and then redemption. And now he's in, yeah, redemption back in the public eye. Everyone loves him again. Like nothing happened. Yeah, that's a great. So. That's a great description. It really much. It has the four kind of parts you would want. I think like early start, rise, fall, redemption. Those are kind of the four character like things you would want. I think in a yeah long drawn out doc style. So I think yes, I agree. Tiger would be the best one for this. I think Muhammad I think, Ali, we talked about this a little bit before, would be really good. He's a inter- very interesting figure. Me and Connor both watched the documentary When We Were Kings on the fight with mm-hmm. between Foreman and Ali in 74. 74 in the Congo. Yeah, yeah in Zaire, Zaire, Africa. And um, just watching like footage of Muhammad Ali talk, he was just such a... like interesting unique speaker especially for that era Mm -hmm. that i don't think and like we're massive sports fans and at least for me personally watching this documentary like it was pretty eye-opening to like oh this is kind of like what muhammad ali was actually like compared to you just hear all these stories about guys talking about how oh muhammad ali was the greatest and he was this social icon blah 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 Mm -hmm. but like getting like a very in-depth like Story like would be really cool for people our age. I think all these definitely one of the most like multi-dimensional. I think subjects you could have for a documentary mm-hmm. series like this. You could you could address it from a lot of different angles, mm-hmm. which makes for I think if you're if you're going for a multi five ten parter, you kind of need that. I think for it to be compelling. Mm-hmm. So I think Ali definitely would work well. Those are probably think- the two first picks. I think for me at least. I might give this a watch tonight. I watched it last weekend as well. It was good. Oh, you did, Rick? Yeah. What'd you think? It was good. Like, it was kind of, like, very hype because, like, Simmons was talking about it. You guys were talking about it. So it was, didn't quite reach what I thought it was going to reach, but it was really I good. agree. Yeah, both of them were saying greatest sports documentary of all time. I oh, wow. don't agree with that. Yeah. What is the greatest sports doc of all time? Like, I mean the OJ one for sure for me. OJ's yeah, got that's like yeah, more culture. I'm trying to think my favorite yeah. 30 for 30s. The U. <laughs> Honestly, Fab the, Five. Uh, Fab the Five bad is boy, up there for me. Yeah, the Bad Boys was a good one. The Bad Boys is great. Pony Excess. Pistons. <laughs> no, hell no. I've heard. I've heard Icarus <laughs> is very good. Oh, Icarus is really good. The doping. Wait, is that the? It's like the Russian the doping one on. Russia. I don't think I ever watched that actually. Really good, out. really right. good. It almost say, becomes like not even a sports doc at, at some point, though. Yeah, my favorite. If we're talking just ESPN film slash third or thirty, my favorite actually might be Fab Five. Now that I think of it, yeah, Fab Five was awesome. Um, all right, what? So if we can't have any, if we have no more thoughts on like the unmade guys, they ESPN announced that they're doing the Tom Brady uh, same series. That was met with a chorus of boos on Twitter, which I thought made no sense. It was just woke Twitter, like, getting a little too far ahead of itself. What did you guys think about the Tom Brady? Really? Oh, no. I was kind of on the boat where I'd probably watch it just because it'd be interesting. I think most a lot of people would be watching it, so I'd want to participate. But 
I'm not necessarily like dying to see that. And the way that they positioned it was that it's going to be his nine trips to the Super Bowl. I'd want to format it differently. I don't think just having covering someone's nine runs necessarily would be what I would want. Like I just, I, I think it all be just better. depends on. I feel like these things. Like, you can have a great idea, but it all just depends on access. Like, if they could get, like, yeah, Belichick to be really honest, they get Brady to be really honest, go into, like, some of the cheating and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to do that really shit good. at all, though. Yeah, that, yeah that's my that, thing That's my it, fear. That I don't want just a nine-hour, like, Tom Brady TB12 infomercial. Yeah. 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 Obviously, that's a huge caveat is, like, and, like, I could absolutely see that happening. Tom Brady just, like, Especially because he's still playing, mm-hmm. so it's like he doesn't really want to like give away the, anything. Yeah, like let the shots fly. So yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, this is why I'm not as he's into not this. super interesting to me, honest. Like, I mean, like yeah, I think the Patriots dynasty is pretty fucking interesting. Personally, I just don't like, think Tom lot, himself is very interesting. But the dynasty is interesting. Brady for, for sure. Bledsoe stuff that was like. Yep. Would be an interesting to hear like them talk about it in retrospect, like what that dynamic was like. There was the tuck rule, which was like mm-hmm. a pretty big deal at the time. Base, there yeah. was then Deflate Gate. There was yeah his injury, which the ACL injury. I don't really care about that much. But there was Deflate Gate, which was huge. There was Spy Gate, which was huge. There's obviously a ton of turmoil that was below the surface. Between him yeah. and Belichick, which would be that's what I want to get to the bottom of, of especially the end. about there was the Aaron Hernandez being on the team, not to mention like the 19 and 0 season, the 28 3 comeback, the Malcolm Butler interception. Like, yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's just I don't think they'll get the access that'll make it super compelling. To be honest, mm-hmm. if you sure, don't get Bel, sure. if you don't get Belichick to be like give it a lot in there i feel like it's just not going to be as good yeah i yeah. don't think he will agreed agreed <laughs> yeah i feel like if you ever got bill and tom on the dock together they'd just kind of prop each other up i think i could see them doing it in like 15 years like a a, a more tell-off story yeah but yeah i what connor's saying about the tb12 infomercial i can i can totally see that so yeah, that's why I'm not as definitely not as pumped for that. Don't need to be sold some snake oil. Just goes into the just nine hours on the TV twelve method with Alex Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some of that stuff would be interesting in terms of the turmoil. Like, it would be interesting to hear exactly like what yeah, Alex wasn't Guerrero that... was doing with all those Patriots and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and what yeah in terms Belichick of just a story. In terms of an actual story, I think Tom Brady's got a good one. Whether they're going to make a good documentary out of it is a totally separate issue. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Any any other uh, suggestions for? I think Nate another Dale boxer, uh, Tyson, would be a good one. I think oh, that's great a good call. call Rick. And mm-hmm. and like the Muhammad Ali would be great. I think, but having the person like one of the best parts of the Last Dance was having Jordan just being super honest. And actually yeah, having like contemporary interviews, so that I think Tyson, if you could get him to just talk about everything, all which out. I think he might be willing to more than like even Jordan would, like even the negative parts. I think yeah, that'd be yeah, a really a good, good talk. I didn't think about that's that with Ollie. Great call, Rick. Factor because you wouldn't have his, you wouldn't be able to have his interviews, obviously. Yeah, so that's why it could make it could work better with Tiger or Tyson. 
All right, should we move on next topic? Let's do it. All right, so now actual sports in 2020. NBA and MLB are talking about making comebacks. The Bundesliga, Connor's new favorite sports league, yes, sir. has been going on <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Um, the Premier League has announced they're going to come back in June. Serie A is coming back. La Liga is coming back. Everybody but the French. The French surrender sports. pretty quick. <laughs> As they as they want to do, as they uh, they tend nice. to do. Cheesy had that one so, in his back pocket. No, that was on the fly, son. Um, oh boy. So it sounds like the NBA is very likely to come back in a bubble. July thirty first was the date that Shams tweeted out. Uh, Friday, yep. May 29th. So there's a couple formats that are being tossed around. There's the just the 16 playoff teams as they were go straight to the playoffs. <coughs> there's another bring in 20 teams. So it's those 16 teams plus the next four NBA teams, which I believe are uh, New Orleans, San Antonio, Sacramento, and Portland. And then there would be like a World Cup format where they go group stages, five teams in four groups, two teams advance from each stage. Um, and then there's another thing that they've been talking about, which is like every team comes back. They try to hit 72 games because that's when they can meet RSN, Regional Sports Network, um, contract minimum requirements so that they can get paid out a lot more money. It seems like that third option of all teams coming back is basically off the table now and that mm. it's going to be between going straight into the playoffs and also this World Cup format. Connor, what do you think about the NBA returning? Well, I for one am beyond thrilled to have a, a, what sounds like a pretty close to a set return date. I think it's huge just being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like the NBA definitely has their shit together the most. I think Silver's once again doing a bang-up job. He's done a good job of building consensus, getting everybody on the same page. Players seem on board with this. They're being heard. So I think we're handling this pretty well. In terms of what, um, the best way to bring this back, I can see the logic in not bringing all 30 teams just because if you're, near, if you're mathematically or you're virtually mathematically eliminated, there's no sense in just bringing all the additional people to the bubble. So I could see them doing some sort of play-in for the eight seed. Maybe it, I think I heard twenty-two teams. So it'd be it'd be the the twenty-two. Yeah, I think it was twenty-two. Was that Maybe. included in what Shams tweeted out? I know there has been chatter about that. Twenty-two teams, and then like the bottom six, like play a, basically like the play-in tournament that they've talked about, where it's like seven through ten do like a few games to see who makes those last two spots in each conference. I thought that's what I saw. I thought it was 22, not 20. Well, the, the World Cup thing would be 20. Okay, here we go. This says the four. Yeah, there is 22. Okay, yeah. Games to determine seeding, play in tournament for final seeds. So, yeah, I don't see the third. I don't see bringing 30 teams. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be one of those, uh, it'd be either 16, just go directly to the playoffs, 20 or 22. I think it'd be kind of cool to see. More a, likely, I think my thing is cool more likely is going to be the 20 or 22 options. I'd be really surprised if they go straight into the playoffs. 
I thought I saw something that the the GMs or the it was the GMs or owners prefer the sixteen straight to the playoffs. Yeah, I think what the concern is is that they don't want to do something flunky and new because they're already concerned about the playoffs looking Being like tainted. a farce. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so as making it as normal as possible would be helpful. What I would be concerned about if I was them, like going straight into the playoffs, like the guys are just gonna be so rusty that like the quality is mm-hmm. gonna suck ass. Yeah, I don't want. I personally, I don't want that. I want some sort of something pre-playoffs. So whatever. I mean, I'm gonna. I for one, I'm gonna be pretty accepting. I think, and whatever they end up, the, the final product, I think they're gonna put. They're putting a lot of thought into this clearly. So, I think they're going to decide on something that's going to be fine. Do you have a preference out of mm-hmm. all the, the scenarios? What do you want to see the most? I think I probably want to see the 22. I like this idea of that. How would, how would you do that? Would you have all those teams play games or just the teams that are fighting for the playoff spots? I think you'd want to find a way to get everyone some, rep, some run and some reps. It seems like it's almost a disadvantage if you're just in the playoffs. Like the Lakers just have to sit on their ass. Like you want, like Agreed. to get your, you want to get your sea legs back. You want to get back in game shape. Like as much as you're practicing and like scrimmaging, it's not, you can't match an NBA game. I don't think if it's not a real game. So I don't want that disadvantage for the team. I think you're almost being unfairly punished when you should be rewarded. So I think you got to find a system to get every get all teams in the bubble, all 22 teams or whatever some sort of run before the actual playoffs start. So whatever that system is. I'd agree with that. I think the World Cup thing's a fun idea to talk about, but personally as a Lakers fan, the possibility of a big upset seems much more likely in that circumstance. Well, I'm saying uh, I want I want I'm, some sort I'm, of I want it's like the you we play somehow but I think once the playoffs start, it should be a normal 16 teams. Like, the playoffs are normal once this thing starts. Well, the group, in the group stage format, you would have... You'd go straight to the... the basically, the group stage is the first round of the playoffs. Hmm. So you'd have I, a 20-team playoff. I love the group playoff. stage idea, personally. All right, Rick, give it to us. I mean, like, yes, there's a slightly more chance, but the Lakers have been dominant all season... Specific for the Lakers, like a team like the Raptors, I'd be a lot more worried that you played all these games and had a really good record and then might have to go against like a bunch of West teams that are similar in like talent to you are. I'm not too worried about like Lakers, Bucks, or Clippers, though, being knocked out in that. And I think it'd just be super fun, a super fun way. And like that kind of gets rid of that unfairness if they're all just going in to the group play a little bit rusty that's kind of fair right Mm -hmm. for me i could maybe not like i wouldn't be as worried that the lakers um get eliminated in the group stage so much as like they finish second place and now they're playing the bucks in this next round you know or they're playing the clippers in the next round whereas normally in the second round they'd be playing Utah or Houston mm-hmm. um, because like maybe someone like had like beat them in one game they're playing I don't know I'm trying to think who would be like the next team in their seating 
like who would be the eighth or ninth? They're playing Philly or something like that, and Philly beats them in a game. And so then Philly wins that group instead of them. Like I don't think that's like in, like out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And now they're a two seed going up against a one seed. Um, I just so I think that's, like it's already going to be weird. I'm, I'm fine with like going weird with it. I I know people like want to make it as normal as possible, but it's already going to be super weird. And there's going to be an asterisk or whatever you talk about on this season. So might as well do something fun and interesting. I'm actually not totally convinced there's an asterisk if it's like if it's like the Lakers or Clippers versus the Bucks. I do think that it will feel much more realistic because it's like, all right, this is like playing out a similar way that we would have thought a normal scenario would have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that, Aaron. Whereas you have a Sixers-Rockets finals or something yeah, like that. Yeah, people will be like, like all right, what the, what the fuck, fuck like, is happening? <laughs> How did this happen? I, I bet you the league is rooting for the Lakers to win now more than ever because a <laughs> Lakers win would... Are. Conspiracy because, theory, yeah. let's go. Because the Lakers... Like, we're one of the dominant teams. They were the favorite, I think, right, to win the finals going into this. So that would be like, all right, see, like the same team yeah. that was going to win did win. And then on top of that, you have all of the LeBron fans and all the Lakers fans who will automatically legitimize this. Mm-hmm. And, like, that would be a loud enough voice that yeah. would just, like, over time, like people would just be like, okay, yeah, just another one of LeBron's four titles, another one of the Lakers' 17 titles. Yeah, I think it'd be fun if they got rid of conferences, so you could p- potentially get rid of get a Clippers Lakers final. I so think that would be a cool. cool spin. If they do do the World Cup thing, I feel like they would have to do unless they do like two West groups, two East groups. So I'm when I'm reading on ESPN right now, it seems like the most likely scenario is 22 teams, and it's like, it'd be like regular. You have a few regular season games. And then if then it'd go into, I think a sixteen team like a standard sixteen team playoff. That's probably what I would guess happens. Which I think is the probably the best. Case. I don't. I want it to be the least weird. I guess to make it to legitimize it. So I think going you play whatever five games, everyone gets a little bit of run, and then you go into your standard. You got to win sixteen games, seven game series to win the championship. And 22, 22, they said, makes sense because it includes all teams that are within six games of making the eight seed. And historically, no one's really been able to overcome a five-game gap. So there's mm-hmm. logic in that number, too. So I'm, that's probably what I would cast my vote for. I think Plus, you get boxes. Zion in the mix. It Great sounds thing. like That'd that's cool. like a must-have a must have <laughs> for the NBA. It's like all of their scenarios are just like, all right, how can we get the Pelicans involved? <laughs> you want Zion being broadcast. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... If you ask me what I want to see happen, that's where I'm. So I'm casting my vote. I, I'm with you, Connor. But it, is there like a playing tournament then in that scenario? I think there is. How, how are those teams that are that far behind going to make it up in five games? Well, the like to get in and out of that tournament is like the currently the Mavericks would be in that tournament, but if you have playing games, like the Mavericks can move up to pass the Rockets or whatever, and the Rockets go into that tournament. Or yeah, so there would all those... there, there would be a tournament in that scenario is what I'm asking. Yeah, I I believe so. Yeah, it'd be like they play in games and then yeah, there would be um, regular season the and last, play in the games. The bottom, 
the bottom eight teams or something like that would play in this tournament for the last four seeds. I'm cool with that. I do think some sort of play-in tournament style thing is like they should do it just to like try something new. I think, but involving only like the more bottom, lower seeds would also be less risky in terms of giving something something really funky happening that like makes it seem le- less legitimate. I do like, like the idea of them the trying to play with do a play-in tournament because that's something I've kind of wanted to see them do, either like to figure out the eight seed or like a mid-season tournament has always been a fun idea i thought also like kind of like soccer i think the, the soccer style like i'm NBA not a big cup, fan of the mid-season tournament at stern all. cup or something i just don't know how you I'm make a it i think it'd be great if you could figure out how to do it if you could make, make guys care about it i just don't think you're gonna be able to do that give the team an extra yep. first round pick or something for winning yeah but the players don't give a fuck about that that's yeah that's true <laughs> The players don't care about that, though. No, I know. It's a guy trying to take their job. Yeah, for sure. They all get paid a ton of money. Yeah, so giving them like a million bucks each isn't going to do much. Um, obviously, like the thing we haven't mentioned, the biggest asterisk, asterisk for this is going to happen if a star player gets sick. Like oh God, I don't if even Giannis think about that. if Giannis gets coronavirus, yeah, or man. LeBron or AD or Kawhi, <laughs> they've got to just brush that under the rug. Say it's a like knee if, injury. If, <laughs> if one of those guys, we need a stern style cover up, pronto. Like if one of those guys is in like the semifinals or the finals and is out for two weeks, I mean, like yeah. yeah. And, if the Bucks are playing the Lakers in the finals and Giannis gets diagnosed with coronavirus, has to quarantine for two weeks, mm-hmm. misses the entire series, and the Lakers sweep them, like, obviously people are going to asterisk that title. Fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess counterpoint would just be, like, think of other, think of other titles where you have a star get injured and then, like, I know it's going to be treated differently, but I would probably in my mind want to spin it. If it, was, if it was for my team, I'd want to spin it that it was legitimate. But yeah, I understand that. I think if the Lakers spin that, (laughs) the Lakers and LeBron winning in that scenario I just like mentioned, I do think the Lakers winning is by far the best chance of it being legitimized over history. If it were the roles reversed and the Bucks beat the Lakers because LeBron and or AD gets coronavirus <laughs> that is gonna be the fattest oh my god people would be counting that as lebron's fourth ring <laughs> hell hell will fucking break <laughs> loose dude but yeah that's actually a really good point though that unifying the lakers lovers and lakers or lebron lovers and lakers fans to legitimize a 2020 20 yeah 2020 title is what the league executives are praying to Yeah. So I mean, do you, what did you? If you guys were placing odds, how likely is it that you think a, like a legitimate player gets diagnosed? Because I would be surprised if nobody in the bubble ever gets diagnosed. That'd be very surprising for me. It's going to happen. I think someone gets whether it, but it's, it's not a whether it's a, to player, be a top five player, a staff member. Someone's gonna uh, get it. Coach. We just can't yeah. let it. We can't let it derail the whole fucking operation. You have to. You have to right. play that. In, you have to plan this out where, like, 
one fucking player, one staffer getting it doesn't derail it. Because if it doesn't, what's the even point of doing this? Because yes, yeah, someone's gonna. I think someone's gonna get it. What? So what do you think the odds are that it's going to be like a player that is within that star realm? I don't think a top five player gets it. Right. I agree. I'm going to guess it's going to be some bit level guy. Yeah, I don't know. Just based on odds. Mm-hmm. If you're 22 players times by 15 or whatever. I think you have expanded rosters. You have to expand the rosters a little bit maybe. So maybe you do 15 mm-hmm. or 16 players instead of 12. So I think do, someone's going to get it. Do you think if Giannis got it in that scenario we pl- we described, do you think they try uh, to reschedule games? No. Would I, I think it depends on where you're at. Games? If you're in the if you're in the second round, the, if you're in the second round, then no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, I'm talking about finals. the finals. Oh no, I can't see that happening. With in the, the finals, board. I can start see. the finals. And Giannis gets sick. And we just say, "All right, we're waiting. Wait till he's just not as cold anymore." You don't. Th- you don't think they would do that? I don't know. I feel like they I think if it's the finals, I could see it. I think they should. I don't... It might if you're be that far too... along and you just have one more series. They do. Yeah, I agree. Well, when someone fucking sprains an ankle, they don't say they're going to... We're going to wait till his ankle's yeah. better. Okay, it is obviously different it's than different scenario. I think the league, I'm saying how the league would look at it, though. I think they... I don't, I, I don't think they would. I also don't think they would, but I think they should, personally. Like, if you really want it to be as legitimate of a series as possible, like, yeah, try to get their best players. All right, we're saying Giannis. What if LeBron's the one that gets it? I wouldn't necessarily LeBron's expect the, the league. LeBron's the biggest driver of ratings in the well, league. I still wouldn't expect the league to just say, like, I don't know if they have the luxury either. Will they have time to wait? Is this, like, is a July 31st start date with five games? Is that going to let us go past? Isn't the drop dead date supposedly like Labor Day? I'm not sure how much time you have if someone has to wait two weeks. Yeah, but they're making the drop dead date. It's not like there's a law saying that. Like they yeah. could just change their minds and be like, "Hey, you know what? We've come this far. Why don't we just wait 14 days to like start this thing so we have as legitimate of a finals as possible?" If I was the league, I would very much consider that. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. I think we're dealing with too much of the hypothetical. The odds of LeBron or Giannis getting it also is like, I think it's pretty slim. If that they're the one I mean, player we'll that gets see. it, honestly, we don't really know like how effective this bubble is going to be. Sounds like there's going to be a lot of people. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of people like a lot of and families like, and yeah. friends and families. There's not rules about coming and going. It's kind of. It sounds like it's going to be honor system. Like they've straight up told players, like, yeah, you're allowed to leave the bubble and come back whenever you want. Um, yeah, that's what Dudley was saying. Really? So, yeah. I didn't know that. So, I... I are they, like, I've heard, they're letting friends? I've heard family. I don't think you're just, your boys aren't those fucking showing up in the bubble to kick it. You don't think LeBron would be able to get, like, Maverick Carter and shit to come? Hmm, what's the difference between business... Um, we get, like, a, a business manager... Okay, oh, well, you think how many of those guys are, <laughs> yeah. are employing their best friends? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, think, their okay, boys Maverick are all their business managers. Okay, I think there's just Maverick Carter and like James Harden's like crew, his strip club boys are just pulling up. You don't think you don't think James Harden has his fucking boys on payroll where he could say like, hey, yeah, I want them to be here. 
I don't know. I think Maverick Carter is one of the most powerful movers and shakers in the league. I think he's a bad example. Yes, I think Fine, there's a whatever. difference between Ignore LeBron that. And, you, but sure. But do you not think that like a guy like Harden could get like a couple of his boys to come? I don't think. No, I don't think he should. Strippers. I don't think he should. I think we should lock this shit down. Oh, I Dude. agree. We should have it pretty locked down. I think the players would obviously agree to that, but it's pretty hard just to say you're forced to just do this for the next two months. Yeah. What's with, what know, the hell are these like, negotiations I'm, for? It's They've just hard to tell a human being like against their free will to just be like, you cannot leave, you're just playing basketball, and that's it. Yeah, you're confined to a hotel for two months. <laughs> yeah, and in Walt Disney for? World. No, but it's not but what I they th- signed up for. They already came out and said that they're not doing that. So, like, what's yeah. the point of arguing? All right. That's why I, I I think it'll be effective, the bubble. I think it can definitely work. But, but like, if there's, like, a bunch of people who end up with it, like, that wouldn't be, like, super surprising. I mean, there's going to be – they're going to have to eat somehow. So there's going to be people transporting food in and out. There's going to be people cooking the food. There's going to be people cleaning the all the rooms they're staying in. Like, this bubble's not just the players. And, like, keeping all of those extended people yeah. – like within that bubble, so hard. All right, no, I, I, I already, I said from the top. I think someone's gonna get it. I just think you have to have a plan in place where it doesn't. Someone getting it doesn't derail this comeback. Right, and if it, if it's like early, like what Rick said early on, and a like, uh, and or a low level person, like yeah, the show must go on. That's just how it has to operate. But once you get into the very, very late stages, and it's a very key player, I. I think they should consider making alternate arrangements. Yeah, I think we'll, we cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't think. Yeah, I would bet. I'm just going to bet right now. I don't think Giannis Fair. LeBron gets it. It's just odds. Sure. I don't think they get it. Okay. Yeah, well, I agree with you. We're just talking contingencies. But we were All saying right. if they get it. <laughs> yeah. Like the NBA should have a plan for if that scenario happens. I think, and I bet you they do. I'm sure they have a plan. Yes. All right, so let's move on. Next sport in America that could potentially come back, but they have been dropping the ball as they want to do Major League Baseball. Our resident <laughs> boomer, Connor, give us your thoughts. So I'm personally, I'm pretty frustrated. So Jeff Passan last week, at the start of last week, said this is the most important week in baseball in maybe 25 years. We, we kind of need to get this stuff going pretty damn soon. We want to come back by... <laughs> July 4th, I think is the date people have been tossing around. Sets you up for an 81-game season. Seems like last week did not, go, did not go swimmingly, to say the least. I feel like we're made less progress. I don't think we're any closer to a comeback. What we're hearing now is that the players are kind of arguing. They originally agreed that they took a cut, and now they want to take a, a greater cut, specifically targeted at the highest paid, the kind of 1% of the league. So I think, for example... Um, Bryce Harper, Trout, some of the highest paid players go from making around 30 mil a year to about 7 mil. Um, it's a greater percentage than the lower level guys. So it doesn't seem we're, we're that close, honestly. Um, I'm, I'm definitely more nervous. I'm trying to be an optimist and that we're going to figure out a way to not blow this. I think this was a unique opportunity for baseball to have a, a month, a month and a half to be in the spotlight. Some of the, this dying sport, frankly, is in desperate need of. So to see us, uh, the, the players, management, executives bungle Connor this. referring to this 
as a singular pronoun. <laughs> Seeing us bungle this. <laughs> America collectively. <laughs> to see to see the to see the MLBPA and the the owners and, I mean not nail this is I think pretty frustrating and if they don't find a way to come back it's just going to baseball is going to look worse than it already does. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Level of concern is higher than it was last Saturday afternoon. Put it that way. Rick, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy um, that I would say at this point, like, what do you say, like 50-50, it seems like. Oh, God. There's a possibility of just money getting in the way of that yeah. coming back. It doesn't and smoke like, their yes, close. The money's not, the money's not going to work out in the short term, but I feel like there's just nothing about potential long-term repercussions of this. Oh, 100%. Like it's already, I agree. I mean, and maybe that's a little bit overblown. But in terms of national attention, it just looks so bad. Which you're still gonna. Ha- I feel like you're still gonna have the regional, and that's what baseball's money maker is: is just regional sports contracts and re- mm-hmm. people s- still go to baseball. But I still think it'd have an effect on that. Like if it just looks like both sides are being super greedy, digging in their heels, un- can't come to some kind of compromise. I feel like people on all sides, whether you're for the owners or for the players, they're just going to be pissed off about it. I feel like it'll be, everyone's going to be pissed off. And like, I feel like they should have already figured out something by now. Like, if you could get this, they could have got this going qu- quickly. Mm-hmm. They could have been two months. Like, the only The only game in town. Yeah. For all of June and July, essentially. And I, I know there's a lot of logistical issues with that, but like, if there's a sport that seemed like it has a sense of urgency to it, like basketball season's almost done, baseball hasn't even started the season yet, and you have this opportunity where you don't get the national coverage you want, where you could get in when no one else is in there. Like, all we have right now is, what, NASCAR, shit like that. Which I'm loving, by the way. Been loving these NASCAR Wednesday night races, let me tell you. So it just seems crazy that um, they might not get to. Dude, I've been muted this here. whole fucking time. <laughs> you idiot! Oh, I'm like, why the fuck are they ignoring me? I think that um, for God me personally, Sloth, I don't. Let, let Sloth get his say. Sloth, how long have you been muted for? What are you? Been I, like, I think for the I, last like ten minutes. In your bubble, I really wanted to go off of Rick's uh, Rick's statement there. I had some good follow up. Go for it, Aaron. Go for it. <laughs> no, Sloth, you've been no. silenced for too long. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I don't. Just go for it, honestly. So I don't think that <laughs> you have the floor. I don't think that people really factor into like the greed of this whole thing. I don't think when baseball comes back, people are gonna think, "Hmm, should I turn on a baseball game tonight?" <laughs> Or are the players and owners too greedy? I just don't see that, like, rationality ever really coming up. Where I think this is going to hurt them is that people – it'll continue to put baseball further out of sight, out of mind, and then when it does come back, they just have already moved on from it and care less about it. And perhaps even greater are people like me who – Used to watch baseball a lot more, have kind of fallen out of that habit. 
But right now was a chance. If the baseball is playing every night, I would be watching baseball again. Like, there is no if ands, buts about it. I would have been watching baseball during this quarantine, especially every Dodger game, probably. And I think there's a very good chance that that re triggers my baseball fandom to where it was earlier in my life. But if they don't have the season, or even if they wait until the NBA is playing again, like, that's which is definitely going to be the case now. I don't see how they start before July, at least. And so they are really, really missing out on getting people back into their fandom or maybe even starting off the fandom that they never really had in the first place. I think that's going to be their biggest loss. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it's a missed opportunity more than anything. It's not that the people who like baseball are going to be like, oh, well, you guys are greedy and I'm not going to watch. I'm saying you're missing a great two-month window. But if they didn't come back at all? Yeah, if they they skip a whole season – and they came back next year, I'm not sure you're going to have people who were like, well, they didn't play last year, I'm not going to watch this year because they were greedy. Mm. They might just be like, hmm, I'm not used to, like, I've just kind of, like, forgotten about it and, like, therefore care less about it. So people might drop off. But I don't really think it's because it was over the money. Uh, well, maybe it's maybe it's not the people that we're going to watch regardless, but maybe it's the... The friend who's a five, a four, six, five, or six out of ten fan. They're less likely to come back. I don't know. I feel like, based on the point I'm trying to make, is I think baseball is blowing it. They missing that two month window is huge, but missing a whole season, I think, is far worse. I think you can yeah, go thought- back and look at look at '94. Baseball definitely suffered. I think in the years after the '94 strike. There's definitely a residual effect, I think. Sloth, are you there? God damn it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Sloth, you're alive. Yeah. Now, the only thing I was going to say is, really, when this thing started, I thought baseball was going to be the first sport to come back. Like they so were, did I. I, It seemed like they were talking about it. And then they hit this money snag, and now I, I really don't see baseball coming back the way they're talking about these economic proposals. At all? You. They all I, sound yeah. very negative about it. Yeah. I just don't see why the players would budge, honestly. And I'm trying, I'm can trying to make an optimist. Can you see baseball coming back in September? Like, that, that, that doesn't seem that likely to me, for one, because then they would have yeah, to agree. play through the winter, which... Like baseball is a terrible winter sport. No, you can't play in and the winter. Exactly. You have to, so maybe. Yeah, I guess you could all go to Arizona, like Arizona or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But or like, what are you gonna have? Like a fucking two month season of baseball? Like that seems very much against the DNA of baseball. Also, where yeah, it's baseball so- owns the summer. Like baseball is the and number then, one sport through the summer. Well, the only Until football hits, <laughs> right? Exactly. Hmm. Well, I guess if let's say they agreed this weekend, when how much? T- I'll ask this to my dad last night. How much time do you think you need spring training? A month at least, right? To prep up and get ready. Fuck. I mean, if they agreed Maybe this less. weekend, you can come back. Start in July. Yeah, totally. 
I'm just think I just think the clock is ticking on baseball. Yeah, they're running out sure. of time for, for sure. Any it is. Sport, for sure. I felt I felt like I, this weekend. I want I, in my mind last week. I thought this weekend they'd be making the agreement and have a start date coming out of like this weekend, which it does not feel like we're close at all. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like all right, July fourth, opening day or something. Like we had an announcement basically that we have a plan. We're agreed upon. The money's worked out, and then we're gonna have an 81 game season starting July fourth. If baseball had close to that at all. No, we don't. If baseball came out this summer, like I'm someone like pretty much the only baseball I'm watching anyway right now is the tribe. But if baseball had come out first sport, like they came out revving, ready to go, I'd probably get a subscription to MLB TV and watch as much baseball as possible. This is exactly, yeah, the point that I was making. Yeah. Right. 100%. So they completely blew that. It sucks. No, I'm definitely pissed off about it. I mean, I'm, all right. It sounds like we're 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 spinning our tires here. Um, does anyone have anything new to add, or should we move on to our next topic? Let's move on. All right. So, last one: a sport that we actually have seen come back already at an event last Sunday, golf. We saw Tiger versus Phil, accompanied by Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. First of all, Connor and Rick, did you guys watch the whole event? Yeah, I had yes, I had I it on pretty much all of it. Wasn't watching super intently, but had it on. So, what'd you guys think? Got a lot of viewers. I thought it was fun. That was a nice way to. It was nice having something current. Not watching an old game for once, first time in a few months. I definitely enjoyed that aspect of it. That was a nice, uh, nice way to spend a Sunday. wasn't super, like, compelling sports TV, but I thought for what it was, a nice, I enjoyable thought, I thought event it was for charity. Pretty damn, pretty damn enjoyable, actually. I thought some of the stuff like Phil was talking about on the front nine, where he's like breaking down shots for Brady and stuff like that, breaking down his own shots. I thought like the announcing was really good on it with Barkley and Justin Thomas. I thought they were both good on the broadcast. I think the front nine was a little bit more interesting once the rain really started coming down and the players weren't talking as much. It was like kind of got less interesting, but that's kind of out of their The control. weather was definitely a bummer. Like those guys would have been in a much better mood, I think, yeah. if it was nice, like 75, sunny. Yeah. Playing in the rain is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, me and Sloth were playing some beard eye during this, so we were catching. I, I caught maybe like a fourth or fifth of the whole event, um, and what I saw, I thought it was it was really fun. Uh, just the premise, I thought worked way better than last time. Adding the two other guys playing in carts. Yeah. Um, the shit so. talk between Manning and Brady was pretty good. Yeah, uh, Manning was really good. Seeing Brady suck at stuff is fun. Yeah, just seeing like kind of like normal guy Early golf. On. But then I love that that shot. That was electric. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that was hundred fifty yard shot or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So do you guys? It sounds like they're bringing it back. Do you think they'll come back with Peyton and Tom or with two no. other people? No, I think it'll be two new. I would athletes. say do it with two other people. What it about Steph like and Romo? Steph. I thought Steph Stephen Mahomes. sounds to be the leader. He even tweeted Steph. out, like, sign me up for match three. 
I look forward to rooting the, against him. The thing him. with that is, like, you have to have, like, similar handicapped pros. Or uh, non mm-hmm. non pros, I guess would be. I think Romo and, and Steph, Steph really get a golf. Far apart. Well, uh, Romo's yeah, pretty Romo's good though. I would root hard for Romo in that. <laughs> Agreed. That'd be that'd be good. I actually would like to root for Romo and root against Steph. Would it be with Tiger and Phil still, or would he bring two new guys? Oh, for sure. It would only work yeah, with Tiger, Tiger and Phil, and Phil for sure. Tiger would have to be in it, and Phil is the logical Phil. Uh, yeah, Phil makes it more for like Tiger. You need the name, and Phil is like mm-hmm. way more entertaining just talking through the match than Tiger is. Yeah, Tiger is pretty stoic sides. out there, but he's the draw. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it highlights just how much people want to watch live sports, also. The oh, fact for that sure. So many people watched it. I mean, mm-hmm. Connor's watching NASCAR. Do we need to say much more? <laughs> I'm Connor's loving it. NASCAR <laughs> guy, so. Joey Logano and Chase Elliott, those are my guys. All right, Connor, do you want to talk about Bundesliga? <laughs> oh, been dying Let's to. Let's get your Bundesliga take. Connor, for for some context, Connor <laughs> really wanted to lead the show with Bundesliga talk today. No, I didn't say lead the show. I said I could. I said I, no. I back it up. I said I considered doing a solo to, pod. Had to talk. Okay, that's that's after we said we were not. We did not want to have a Bundesliga segment on Jeez, today's all right, show. All right, all right, all right. Connor then said, well, I might just do a solo pod, which for the record, you guys still have to do. I did my solo pod. I, I'm trying to, I'll work on it. It'll come. Sloth. We all know that we're never getting a solo, solo sloth pod. I solo pod every day in my own head. So in terms of right. Bundesliga. Yeah. I was going to let it rip. <laughs> So in terms of Bundesliga, I was doing. I've done a fair amount of research as I'm as I'm uh, one to traditionally do when I approach any new interest. So I was doing a lot of research on who my team is going to be. So as a big as a Chelsea guy, Chelsea's been a a fantastic marriage for me. I could not have dreamed up a better team to root for when picking a new uh, a new rooting interest. So my team's been pretty locked in as I'm as I've explained on the pod before. I'm very loyal to my teams. So when I latched on at Chelsea, it's been it's been perfect. I've stuck with them, been with them since seventh grade. So it's a big deal for me to pick a new team in this uh, in this new German league. So what, how I kind of approached it was this new German league. <laughs> new to me. <laughs> this new upstart <laughs> league called Bundesliga. <laughs> so how how I basically addressed it was I tried to figure out who the English equivalent to the German teams was. So I made a spreadsheet and I kind of went down the line and tried to. Basically, mirror the two franchises. For what each are league. the characteristics that you are using to mirror these? <laughs> so, on a, I kind of went case by case. So, I'll go. To, I'll go. Go down the line. So, in the natural starting place, Bayern Munich, the New York Yankees, the Montreal Canadiens, really the kind of the number one franchise in the league. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> they won. They had twenty six Stanley Cups, much like Bayern just dominates their their league. So, okay. For the pairing here, I went. I thought Manu was a logical one. Manu is the biggest draw, even though they haven't had the recent success historically and in terms of revenues, in terms of fans following, etc. Manu is definitely still the dominant franchise. So I thought that was a logical comparison. I paired up Dortmund and Liverpool. You got the Jurgen Klopp connection. The same, they share the same song, the uh, "Never Walk Alone" song. Similar approach to player development, so I thought that made sense. 
Uh, I paired up Leipzig and Man City, kind of new money. Um, those are probably the three of the better comparisons. Uh, I had Wolfsburg and Wolverhampton, two Wolves. I thought it made sense. <laughs> um, we paired up. We paired up. here. We pulled up. We paired up Schalke and Everton, basically the rival of Liverpool and Dortmund. And then. I'm not well, sure I buy your Liverpool Dortmund one that much, but okay. Really? That one's not that great. Liverpool you, has I, the most titles in print in like English soccer league history. Hmm. hmm. Alright, well. They're like a very old matter. historic Just team. Like major team yeah. <laughs> that was their dance partner. And then let's see. So basically this is the roundabout way of me saying I was trying to identify a team that that worked for me. And I at the I found myself I'm kinda of leaning towards going Hertha Berlin. As someone who's has been to Berlin three times, I want to root for a team that I've I've been to the city, so it kind of eliminates most of these towns. Cologne is one town I've been to. Um, didn't really, didn't really strike me. Who? What other German cities have I been to other than Berlin and Cologne? So you made all of these comparisons, and then you made yes. your choice on something so that had nothing to do with your spreadsheet. So that, that was, I don't know, I guess. Uh, that, or are they just blue? No, so that's, that's part of the problem. The that, was part of the, that was part of the problem was I couldn't really figure out a good dance partner for Chelsea. There wasn't a logical one really that like fit the characteristics of in a, in a metro, major metropolitan city, had a lot of money. Because basically what I wanted to find was a team that kind of fits the characteristics of who, my teams I root for in America. I, I think the Lakers and Chelsea have a, a lot of shared characteristics. Chelsea and the what? Dodgers. Do, do they? <laughs> what? What are the? Yeah, what are the Chelsea? Other than Chelsea being in a major metropolitan city and pretty successful. I yeah, those are, Chelsea is not that successful, like historically. historically. Eh. I, I think I think they're still one of the Tiffany franchises of the league. If you Google, if you I've, I did the, I did the research. Not like the Lakers, dude. Man United would be the Lakers. Mm. I feel like yeah. Yeah, maybe. I think Liverpool is the is the Celtics. Liverpool and Boston is a perfect marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you could say Man U is the Yankees and Connor. Connor. Mr. Madison, what you just said <laughs> is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> you no know points, and may God have mercy on your soul. What the fuck was that? I've seen that. That was your spreadsheet of comparing teams. <laughs> You've uh, never seen that clip, the Billy Madison clip? Billy Madison. I've never seen that movie. Don't care for Sandler. All right, we're moving on. Let's go to internet shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to Connor's team. So I think my, so basically, All right, Connor, tell us your team. So I'm, I'm thinking Hertha Berlin could be my team. So basically, Bundesliga has a new contract with ESPN Plus starting next season. So I'm going to try to stick with it and not become a Dortmund, not become a Bayern fan. The easy route. Uh, we do. What's this? What's the phrase? We ch- choose to do things not because they are. Easy, but because they are difficult. We do, the, we do these things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. As yep. <laughs> would say. Hard. Yeah. So, 
I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to latch onto the the hearth of Berlin at the ground floor. Well, so stay tuned. All right. All right, now you don't need your beautiful. solo pod. God, that would have been... Thank God, that would have been a train wreck. That's all I had. And it is no really related to your team, Troy. Yeah, it was just... Like, no cohesion between the entire train of thought. My comparison right. for... My comparison for Hertha was West Ham because they play in the Olympic Stadium. Let's move on. God, what a what complete waste. I apologize to the listeners that they had to sit through that. That was, that was a dumpster fire. <laughs> the passion was there, though. The energy. You should have, you should have played the Oscars, like, play me off music. <laughs> uh, okay. Internet shit. So... There's obviously been one massive internet story that's been flying around that we alluded to at the top of the show that we are not going to cover. But in more light news, there's been a lot of memes flying around just over the shittiness of 2020 in general. Oh, come on, Sloth. What? Or Connor, is that you? What? Where's the echo coming from? I, I'm, get, I I'm still plugged in. My AirPods just died. I'm getting my other headphones. All right, well, we're getting mad. Echo from Connor, so. <sighs> Alright, um. Just derailing this pod. <laughs> yeah, dude, we've gone off the rails. Now would be a good time to play, like, the, the Jeopardy music. Or have an ad. Yeah, ad read. But it would. Echo. The advertisers would want to be paying for echoed content. Alright, All right, we're back. Alright, so... Great, we're just stalling while we got rid of the Echo. Um, so now, the memes flying around. 2019 versus 2020 memes. So, very similar to another meme going around where it's like, my plans for 2020, actual 2020. And both of them just have a picture of like something good and like clean whatever an ideal situation and then the actual 2020 thing is going to be some sort of similar version of that first picture but just a lot trashier dirtier shittier so does anyone have any good ideas for a meme that four sheets of the wind can come up with on the spot little throwback to one of our earlier uh, segments that we did where we would create a meme. To make a meme. Um, I know we, we said we weren't going to hit on uh, the current goings-on in the United States right now, but did you guys see the, the target that got looted? That This is more of a video one, but you just have like a picture of a regular target, like 2020 plans or 2019, and then the 2020... Uh, actual would be just the target that there's a video where the target's just completely destroyed. <laughs> Fire alarms going off. <laughs> Dude, that's a good one. Yeah, that that's yeah, uh, that's good. That's the vibe from the, from the meme. Connor, you you're always our great our best meme ma- bad meme maker. I was trying to I just looked on uh, Twitter trying to find one on the spot. Nothing stood out. Um. 
So what, the idea is that like 2019 is just something good and then 2020 is something bad, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or like your plans for 2020 were like to do this and then actual 2020s. Something off the rails. Hmm. Maybe like someone like you're like posted up on a, in a really nice king bed like your vacation's about to start or something. You, you're entering the hotel room, right? You got the, the beds all made. just got chocolate on the fucking pillow, right? And then the bad one is like, you're passed out in a bush. <laughs> sure. I'm thinking it'd be like uh, plans for 2020. All of us moving in together in LA. It could be like a picture of like a group of dudes, like, just total studs, like, killing it, doing something cool. <laughs> and then it's, like, and then it's, like, it's, like, actual 2020. And it's the meme of all those, like, villain superhero guys. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I know that meme. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm trying to think who that first picture would be. Like, Leo and Brad Pitt hanging out or something like that. <laughs> hmm. I think the easiest one I've seen is just like a good picture of someone and then like a fucked up picture of somebody. Yeah, for sure. I, I threw one in, earlier. in the chat of yeah. yeah of sloth earlier. Maybe we can tweet that one out for the fans. Um. <laughs> All right, I, no other ideas. Oh, I found off. a I found a similar one. Just I've seen this uh, this picture on Twitter a lot. It's a picture of like Ronald McDonald on a sitting on a park bench, and the McDonald's behind him is completely just eradicated. <laughs> it's like the "This is fine" meme, but yeah, made for twenty twenty. Um, so either I think the, for the uh, for the twenty nineteen one, maybe the actual "This is fine" meme, and then twenty twenty. It actually happening in real life. That'd be a funny, that'd be a funny twist on the meme. That's a little meme within a meme. A meta yeah, a little meme. Memeception. <laughs> uh, oh, a little this historical. A I just, for, for, uh, it's always Sunny fans. Frank always said, "I went to Vietnam to then his, his kids would retort back. You went to Vietnam to open sweatshops. So the 2019, <laughs> the 2019 could be like Frank's like." Shaking hands, like opening a Vietnam sweatshop, and then the 2020 is like the Tet Offensive or something, like a like a photo of just the killing fields. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. All right, <laughs> like shaking like 2019 is like you shake hands with like a Vietnamese businessman, and then 2020 is like the My Lai massacre. Jesus, dead Jesus, yeah. Alright, that went off the rails quickly. <laughs> Too dark? Alright, here, here's one. A little, this podca- a little, this uh, podcast X, is 2020. X-ray, X-rated one. Alright. Oh, let's hear it. So your 2020 pl- plans. A little X-rated. Girl, girl on her knees looking up. Like she's about to give you a blowy. And then a, the 2020 is just a picture of a hand. <laughs> wow, Rick. <laughs> Good. Oh, maybe one should be 2019. 
on a similar note, maybe one of them could be 2019, like a picture of you guys inside a strip club, and then 2020 is just like OnlyFans. I'm a big OnlyFans fan, personally. One. <laughs> oh, that had me thinking. Uh, whatever, fuck it. That had me thinking, like, if, like, you know how, like, I'm not saying, I'm neither confirming or not denying we've done this, but there are groups of dudes out there who will, like, share a login account at some sort of, like, website. It's not illegal. And, <laughs> uh, but so then I was reading The Ringer had an article about, like, how OnlyFans was, um, <laughs> was, like, really personalizing the whole experience, like, with your favorite porn stars, etc., how funny it would be if, like, a group of dudes just, like, shared an account and, like, developed this, like, really personal <laughs> relationship with this girl. But it was, like, actually, like, four or five different dudes who all had, like, very different interests. And she just thinks this one dude is just, like... All over the map? A total weirdo. <laughs> And she's like, like one guy's like really into like some like kinky ass shit, and then the next guy logs on, and she like mentions like, oh yeah, like I was like pegging some dude last time. You want to see that again? And the one, the second guy is like, what the hell was my friends watching? Let <laughs> me give that a read. What the Ringer article? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> no, I, personally, though, I, I'm serious. I think OnlyFans is a fantastic idea. I I would not be shocked if someone slaps a 15x multiple and tries to buy them out. I mean, it's like, first of all, it's like got the sub model that like fucking everyone loves, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's the in-app purchases, which people also fucking love. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just cut out middlemen. There's no major studios. Like the production value is like way less. And people do want a more intimate, personal experience. Obviously, like you know that comes with the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the first interesting so- innovations we've seen in social in a while. It definitely feels like social is mm-hmm. a space where there hasn't been a lot of it, like not innovation, but like different like company and like a new kind of startups. It's a pretty tough space to break into. So that, I mean, I it's almost like the theory of like people subscribing to Twitter. You know, it's like you're paying for pers- for more personal access to people. Obviously, like the porn industry is like a huge driver for a lot of change all over the map. Like, yeah, they always say they always say the first early internet. Yeah, they always say porn's always at the the forefront. So. Um, it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see if like other non porn star types start doing that, like. If Kylie Jenner or whatever was just like, hey, like, stop following me on Instagram. Like, I'm going to give you better shit behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows if that happens? Yeah. If, like, our favorite Dragonfly Jones is like, all right, I've got a big enough following now. Like, now I'm going to direct you to my behind the paywall thing. The closest thing I can think of, you guys heard of Substack? Mm-hmm. It's basically like... Mm-hmm. You're subscribing, you're paying monthly for, like, newsletters, essentially. It's like an email newsletter. So Isn't someone was a- Substack more of like on the producer side though, like the content producer like goes through Substack and just u- uses that kind of as their platform to like send things out and monetize like from customers. Mm, I think so. It's like an it's like an email distribution list. So you have your list of subscribers, sure. and then you would 
through Substack, you'd receive payment, and you'd be a monthly or weekly newsletter. It's like, it's like Shopify, though, where it's not consumer-facing, whereas OnlyFans is consumer-facing, you know? What do you mean? Like, the consumer doesn't realize they're interacting with Substack when they are interacting with Substack, whereas OnlyFans, no, they, they're no, going they, to... No, they, I think you have your dots. It's everything. It's like dot substack. It's pretty clear that you're subscribing to them on substack. That's what like Ben Thompson uses for his stuff. And like you do that totally independently, I believe. Hmm. All the substacks I've seen, it's really clear that like you're – it has the okay. same format. It's like very... Patreon. Mm. Then like how it's like clear what you're using to like subscribe to this. Whatever. Obviously – well, More research is necessary. I, I think I don't yeah. know. I think they're similar though, and I think it's a good model. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, we've gone <laughs> totally in a different digression <laughs> from our original uh, themes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good digression though. Interesting topic, I think. Um, definitely recommend reading memes? that article, Connor. Uh, we have our Connor. Do you want to do the Saudis and IG? And all that <laughs> or do you want to skip that one? Yeah, well, I'll, make, I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. So okay. basically, there was a meme on. I'm not sure where it originated, but I saw. I came across it in my Finn memes. So we'll, we'll shout out Trust Fund Terry. Is a big one where I saw this. Where he's covering it pretty extensively. But basically, rich Saudis are paying Instagram models thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to fly them out. They can take their their IG posts and. Bali or wherever, Qatar, whatever rich place you want to name, and they're paying these models to uh, to shit on them, basically, to to defecate on these models. I'm not sure how this uh, got leaked or how this got started, but pretty. Uh, I think it was some girl wrote like an article about mm. it, like a tell-all piece about how like, this <laughs> shit goes on. No pretty, pun intended. Hey, hey. <laughs> so yeah, pretty dark, pretty fucked up shit. Um. That's uh, that's what's going on though. When so next time you see a when your favorite IG model Fucking. getting flown out, there could be a uh, a Saudi prince behind it, and a uh, could be a little messy messy behind the scenes. Leave it at that. But shout out Trust Montero, one of my favorite accounts on oh, IG. Great Weird follow on Instagram. Yeah, isn't that a fun? <laughs> and apparently, like, I don't think they like fully know what's going on, so it's like a very sketchy like thing. Oh, for sure. These Saudis are just into some weird shit. I think that's got to just be like... Saudi Prince is doing something sketchy. What a <laughs> what a novel surprised. concept. Shocking. I think that's just got to be a thing you're just getting off of like the power, I guess. I don't fucking... It's just bizarre, frankly. People are into like Beats. golden showers. Just into weird think, shit. They right? live that normally repressed lifestyle. <laughs> when they let loose, they really let loose. <laughs> they start taking shits on people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You think they're like rock hard, just like taking a shit on someone? Nah, see, I don't think it's necessarily. I don't know again the psychology of it, but I don't think. It, I think at that point, it's not even like a sexual thing. It's more just like a power dynamic. I don't know. Could be. Both. I feel like they have to be like getting off on it though. Like for sure, that'd be weird to just want to do that. And not. Like, oh, I think yeah. power. Can, I think power. Sexual thing. I think like power can be a sexual like driver shit on for sure because they can. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, yeah. I can. I agree. I don't disagree with that. Like, I've, I've, I watch billions. <laughs> yeah. So then they inherently get off on that too, even if it's just a power thing. 
No, I think it, I think the, like, I think what the, do you maybe mean the, by get off? Do you mean like like they're literally jerking off to like taking shits on people or like no? See, I think it's more enjoy this. No, see, I think it's more that they're just like like it's someone they yuck it up with their boys. Like, oh, I, I, I see this girl's got six point two million followers. I shit on her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a ridiculous uh, Connor. That might be the funniest. One of the funniest things I've heard you say. <laughs> I'm just trying to get inside the mind of a psychopath. <laughs> Yucking it up just with your boys. The boys. <laughs> Yucking it up. Talk about Dubai shit. <laughs> from that, from that, the Travis Scott yeah. uh, Quavo song, Dubai shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough on. Move us along. Saudis. Goddamn Saudis. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's wrap it up with Cuck of the Week. So, first one, we've already kind of talked about this in depth. Baseball, totally botching all of this shit. They had a great opportunity to steal the hearts and minds of America and possibly the world. And instead, the Korean baseball organization is stealing their spotlight. <laughs> Being the first baseball league back. Dollars and cents. All right, Connor, you want to clear out for the next one? This is mostly yours. Yep, so this week, another entry into the streaming wars. We have a launch of HBO Max. I'm, I'm a, as a long time and thankfully former AT&T shareholder, n- not surprised in the least to see HBO and uh, John Stanky and the boys at HBO box, botch this one again. This is, I think it's pretty... Pretty embarrassing to launch a, a streaming platform in 2020 and not be on neither Roku or Amazon. And I'm, I'm actually testing it out as we speak. I've had the Looney Tunes on in the background this whole pod. And it somehow it lacks the ability to play the next episode without going back to the menu. Something that uh, seems like it should be a pretty basic feature. You know, when you're watching Netflix play next episode, seems, uh, seems like it would be a prerequisite. In any kind of streaming platform. And my other problem yeah, with it is, I think the biggest thing with HBO, the draw of it is the exclusivity. It's a luxury brand. It's the, it's the Louis Vuitton. It's the Chanel. It's the Tiffany box of, of uh, content, of television. And by lopping in a bunch of Young Sheldon, Big Bang Theory, you're really you're removing the, the moat, really the thing that makes HBO special. So I'm... I'm a bit concerned to see where the brand goes now. They fired a lot of the executives who led HBO for years. It's I think it's really being replaced by the that AT&T DNA. So I'm definitely uh, I'm concerned about HBO. I think this is just a this could be a thing where in five years they end up spinning off Time Warner and writing it off as a bad investment. And this is, could be the start of that. Hmm. Nothing to add. You know who re- the real cuck of the streaming wars is. But this is like a little bit outdated. Quibi. Quibi. Oh Quibi. man. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I thought you were a fan of Quibi, dude. I've been trashing Quibi since the jump. I don't think I've ever I heard said of Quibi. It, I what what I said was like for their model, like it was never gonna work under the current circumstances. So like the launch was like the least optimal time, but like their numbers have been fucking awful. I've heard so, their, have the they first been? report I, I said were like, the first report I saw was like, they were like literally in the thousands or something. 
It was like a week in. Yeah. Um, really? They've just got like, like some yeah. huge stars on that. I would, like I was surprised mm-hmm. like how many big stars they've got on those shows. I mean, like the guys, the guys who like started it and like, the the leader of the company is like huge in the entertainment industry, and they have like investors from like fucking Pixar and Disney and like all these like big big time players. Yeah, now J- Jeffrey Katzenberg and, is yeah, a massive Katzenberg deal. Is huge. Yeah, so I think I mean like the problem is it's designed for these like small like parts of your day that just don't exist anymore so it's like yeah it was who knows how it would have done probably would not have done well i mean i wouldn't i said even in that conversation i think connor's alluding to is that i never would have watched those types of things but like i don't know there's a lot of idiots out there who might have enjoyed it i don't know all those tiktokers out there exactly people who want like short things like to fill their gaps that could be back going back to our meme. That's kind of uh, that's kind of what it was. I think 20, 2019 was the, is like a do like a really famous like TikTok like a hot ass TikTok girl doing a dance, and then twenty twenty is like some, some shitty show on Quibi. <laughs> like it's fuck Chance the Rapper hosting uh, what are the fuck show he had on it? All right, let's see for context. So I dug up. <laughs> Just move on from that one. <laughs> what? I don't think I don't think it's a great yeah, meme. So like, it's like a bad, such a bad meme. Like no one reacted, and then you like very immediately were like, "All right, moving on." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys! All right, so based on what I just found in terms of initial subscriber count, looks like Quibi hit was downloaded more than 2.7 million times in the first three weeks, and. Disney Plus also launched recently 50 million subscribers in the first five months. So, long Disney. Like, I, think Dis- okay. I think Disney's the Disney one to latch on to. Disney versus a startup. Like, I mean, that's an unfair comparison. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a startup with a $1.5 billion war chest. It's not some... Yeah, but still, like, the cachet of Disney is, whatever, we, we don't need to get into this. Quibi, yeah, definitely nominated for Cuck of the, Cuck of the Pandemic. Um, next one, Spencer Dinwiddie. Connor, you want to take this one also? So basically, what I, I, this is a while ago, I don't forget, I don't remember all the details, but Spencer Dinwiddie was going to crowdsource, he had two kind of Bitcoin blockchain ventures going on, one... He was going to try to have people pay for his contract by raising money. One was only blockchain. The second one was not blockchain related. Okay. Basically, he's going to try to like raise money for fans were going to raise money. And then if they raise enough money, buy him out of his contract and then have him pick his next team. And he ended up raising like a thousand bucks or something. Some just pitiful sum. Measly amount. Some measly amount. Just very tone deaf, I thought, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, very tone deaf doing this in the uh, pandemic when you have 20 million Americans out of work, high since the Great Depression potentially, and you're basically asking people to buy you out of your NBA contract. I thought it was just. I, I don't think know, he, he said he was going to use the proceeds to go to charity for COVID relief. Well, how'd that work no, out? No, that was supposed to be his like salary, wasn't it? Because he was going to uh, take a minimum contract. No, I, I think I saw that he was. Like, he just picked that number out of thin air. 
Like, because he liked the number or some shit. <laughs> I, don't, huh. I don't know. Because he was going to take a minimum contract. I feel like that'd be an even dumber move. <laughs> <laughs> just donate all your stuff to charity and then just get paid peanuts in the NBA when you're... <laughs> he'd probably get a pretty high contract somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he know. said if... Oh, he said, if we do not hit the target goal, then I'll be donating to charity. Oh. Yeah, so the, the COVID charity got a nice $900 check. 1100 bucks. Shouldn't the money go back to the people who donated if it didn't hit the GoFundMe goal? Well, if he, had, if he had that in there, well, if he had that in there, that he didn't. going to charity. Yeah. He had that later? I don't know. No. Yeah, it looks like he had this before. It says, if we do not hit the target goal, then I'll be donating 100% of this campaign to charity. So if you donated, you knew, like, all right, it doesn't mean the the thing is going to charity. I don't know. I just thought if you're trying to raise $20 million and you raise $1,100, you look like a bitch. Yeah, no, for sure. That's the main point of this. <laughs> for, for sure. It's a tough one. <laughs> on the on the surface, like the idea of like playing or, like getting creative with Bitcoin and stuff, like all right, fine. Like I don't know. I guess it's a sports moment for yeah, it's interesting at the least. But there's also a difference between Spencer Dinwiddie, the 85th best player in the league, and a true superstar. So you got you got to know your lane. Was also a major problem in this. Why all this right. failed. This is so another cock of the week that I added during the show. Someone made me think of it was when we were talking about the Target looting that happened in Minneapolis. So they steal... The Target is absolutely run down. People have stolen literally everything or it's trashed on the floor. But there's one spot totally untouched. There's a full rack of Kirk Cousins jerseys that just nobody took. <laughs> oh, that's great. Damn, I kind of thought Minnesotans fucked with Kirk Cousins. He just seems like their kind of guy, but apparently not. Not the type who loot, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think that was just kind of a cuck look. Just everyone steals everything. Untouched. From the store. But no one even wants your free jerseys. <laughs> that is good. That's All right. Should we vote? So I'm going, I'm going off menu here. I'm going Quibi. I'm also going Quibi. <laughs> I'll go Dinwiddie. I'll go Dinwiddie as no. well. Ooh. Oh, we got a, we got a split ballot. The Kirk Cousins thing is hysterical. Are we positive it's real? Because like the rack was untouched. Like I feel like the rack would even be like pushed. I over mean, the whole least. fucking target in the background is like burned to, down and shit behind <laughs> it. Well, that's why I'm saying I think it, like a perfectly, it? a perfectly placed <laughs> it, rack okay, of Kirk untouched. Me, <laughs> it seems a little me, fishy. Me, you know, it wasn't like, like it, that perfect. It looked pretty good. Like, I feel like it would have been pushed over at least. Oh, the little bad radio here. Yeah. Uh, is Quibi, is Quibi a? I'm tuned in. Is, is Quibi's not a cuck of the week? No, th- this is definitely. I think this is definitely Photoshop, dude. That's what I thought. This doesn't look real at all. What? I can't find the picture anymore. Send out the picture. I'm curious now. All right, let's let's make a decision. We can <laughs> debate this Kirk Cousins thing after. Oh yeah, 
And, eh. <laughs> yeah, this is totally fake. Looking at it on a big screen. All right, all right. Hand fake, up. I got fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Aaron Cuck of the Week for <laughs> fake news in the Cuck of the Week. <laughs> Trying to go off script. Fuck. <laughs> Aaron, you piece of shit. I say Aaron loses. I say Aaron loses his cuck of the week. Folks. God damn it! <laughs> God, that's so bad. <laughs> We're just scrolling through a Twitter timeline. I'm not looking at the picture up close. Aaron, in this day and age, you should be validating everything you see. We hold Four Sheets Cuck of the Week to a higher editorial standard. Yeah, that dude, that's even faker than I remember it looking. <laughs> yeah, that's very obviously fake. It's like Jesus. not even a target. <laughs> oh my god. I think the jerseys are fake. Yeah, I don't think the jerseys yeah, are fake. Sack. <laughs> Alright. That's a I vote Aaron loses his Cuck of the week vote. I actually vote. I vote Aaron Cuck of the week now. <laughs> How the turns have tabled. I'm cool with giving it to Aaron. Bring there we go. Disgrace <laughs> Cuck of the week. Aaron, this is a pot of integrity. <laughs> we are going to start a dialogue. <laughs> Uh, all right, with that, keep an eye out for a potential solo pod. Aaron's got something in the mix. And uh, do not keep an eye out for my solo pod. The Bundesliga idea has been shelved until further notice. <laughs> Let's go back to the scrap floor, the factory floor. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs>